Welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hi, and welcome to episode six of the Pete on Software podcast. This episode is being recorded on Friday, February 7th, 2014. My last episode with Matt Groves was received very well. I thank Matt for his time, and I also want to thank everyone who downloaded and listened. With the exception of episode one, episode five is my most popular episode to date, and it's only three episodes behind episode one as of this recording. If the effective life of a podcast is about six weeks, that means I can probably expect episode five to soon become the most popular to date as episode one falls off. That being said, I think that means I should definitely interview some more people on the podcast. If you would like to be interviewed, or have someone in mind that I stand a reasonable chance of getting a yes from, let me know on Twitter, at Pete on Software, and I'll see if I can make it happen. As long as it's reasonably related to software, I'd be happy to entertain the suggestion. On a personal note, I'm very happy to be able to say that my talk was accepted at Star Trek, so I'll be speaking at that conference on April 4th, 2014. If you're going, I'd love to meet any of my listeners, so even if you don't come to my session, feel free to stop and to stop me and talk to me. The fact is, even though I have a podcast, a blog, and I'm giving a session, I'm actually pretty shy socially, so it's easier for me if you start the conversation anyway. After the conversation starts, the shyness goes away. It's really more about not feeling like I have permission, for lack of a better word, to talk to people without being annoying. To some of you, this might seem insane, but I'm also sure there's plenty of introverts out there uh, listening who can identify with my feelings. It's funny, because as I was outlining this show, the topic that I wanted to talk about, um, this was just going to be an intro to get to that. But what I found, though, as I was putting this down, that this is actually what I want to talk about. So I'm going to stash that other topic for maybe another day, and I'm going to delve in here. Back in my episode about staying current, I offhandedly mentioned that one of my blogs that I follow is written by a guy named James Altucher. Uh, incidentally, at the time, I mispronounced his name as Altucher, uh, so my apologies. What I like about James's blog, though, is his honesty. He's got a pretty amazing life story. Just his bio, real quick, from first couple lines from Wikipedia, say that James Altucher is an American hedge fund man, hedge fund manager, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. He's founded or co-founded over twenty companies, including Reset Incorporated and Stock Picker, and claims to have failed at seventeen of them. He's published eleven books and is a frequent contributor to publications including the Financial Times, TheStreet.com, TechCrunch and the Huffington Post. At the same time, he's also twice made millions and lost it all. What's refreshing about him is that he's 100% honest about everything regarding his story. He tells you every pathetic detail about the lows he got to and the often criminal things that he contemplated doing to try to get out. The book that he wrote that I want to talk about is called Choose Yourself, and it's based on this premise. The middle class is eroding. The rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer. More and more companies are laying off full-time employees and going to temp workers. To his point, he says that you cannot wait for a big company to choose you. You can't wait for the right college to choose you. You can't wait for the, wait for the right person to choose you. You need to choose yourself and make things happen for yourself. This book is very much of the motivational self-help genre of books. Reading it got me excited to go and do stuff, kind of like when I watched the Social Network film made me want to go do stuff, go build something, be creative. Uh, this book's the same way. 
James does offer some practical advice, though. The first one and the main one is this thing he calls his daily practice. Basically, he believes that your body is made up of four areas, and you need to get all of those areas in balance. You need to build all four of those areas up in order to be successful. The first one is the physical. To him, that means being in shape, doing some sort of daily exercise, eating right, getting a lot of sleep. I know a lot of people are in our industry uh, have a problem with that one. We have a very sedentary lifestyle, sit around at the computers all day. A lot of people eating junk food, staying up late at night. It's considered a badge of honor not to get a lot of sleep. And to say you were late hacking and then up early to, to get at it again. To him, he thinks that's a sign of immaturity. And you should get a lot of sleep for your body and work out and eat right. Probably hard to argue with him there. The second area is the emotional area. This is his quote. If someone is a drag on me, I cut them out. If someone lifts me up, I bring them closer. Nobody's sacred here. Energy leaks out of you if someone is draining you. And I never owe anyone an explanation. Explaining is draining. Also, always be honest. That one I found extremely tough because, you know, there's a lot of people, I'm sure everyone has these people in their lives who, when you talk to them, when you deal with them, when you interact with them, they're drain on you. You just, you can tell when you're done talking to them, they took something from you. And being around them took something away from you. Don't do it. What he's saying is, life's too short, you know? Cut those people out of your life. Get around working with them, get around being with them, minimize it, or if you can, just cut them out entirely. It's harsh, but, you know, this is a self-help book, not a self-be-wishy-washy book. The third area is mental. He says, every day I write down ideas. I write down so many ideas that it just hurts my head to come up with one more, and then I write down five more. The idea muscle atrophies within days if you don't use it, just like walking. If you don't use your legs for a week, they atrophy. You need to exercise the idea muscle. It takes about three to six months to build up once it atrophies. And the fourth one is spiritual. And by this, he says he means any kind of praying or meditating, forgiving others, or just being thankful or grateful. He claims that every time he's ever hit bottom or close to bottom, which happened in 91, 95, 97, 2002, 2006, 2008, holy crap, that he would focus back on these things and turn his life around. You can call that whatever you want. You can call it the placebo effect. You can call it coincidence, whatever. But at the very least, it's like how once you're in a relationship, you become more attractive to the opposite sex. The fact that your confidence is up and the fact that you're probably dressing better, etc., is making you more appealing. Who cares why it works? I agree with James, and I believe that doing those four things regularly will make you successful. Of that daily practice, his practical advice on generating ideas, of which there's an entire chapter de uh, devoted to that, is really helpful to me. I am terrible at coming up with ideas. I feel like I can implement almost anything. But when I'm, I'm one of those people who lets his creative idea muscle atrophy, I'm beginning to take up the idea practice uh, as long as the rest, as well as the rest of the daily practice, and to see if I can start to be a fountain of ideas. The other practical advice that I took away was really this notion of choosing yourself and what it really means. I've always been one to choose myself to do things, but very often, especially in social situations, uh, and hearkening back to what I mentioned at the start of the show, I've been guilty of waiting for others to choose me at the party or gathering or social event, etc., etc., etc. I don't talk to people because I don't want to bother them 
or I don't want to feel like I'd have much to contribute to their conversation. I really need to work on taking the choose yourself attitude into those situations and not being on the sidelines so much. If James can handle the rejection that he talks about in his book and on his blog, then I should be able to handle being ignored or boxed out of conversations when things turn south. So the book is called Choose Yourself by James Altucher, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Heck, even if you really can't afford it, he says in the book to write him, and he'll just tell and tell him, let him know that you can't afford it, and he'll get back to you, and he'll get you a copy of the book. The guy might have a strange idea or two, but he's really as genuine as they come. Do yourself a favor and check him out. And now for my picks of the week. My first pick of the week this week, beside the book, is Runnable.com. Runnable is a site that offers full-stack code that anyone can run from their browser. They offer Dart, C++, Java, Node, PHP, Python, C Sharp, Ruby, tons more. Uh, you can add your own code channel. You can, If you have an API, you can add your API or your service uh, or whatever your code project is on Runnable, and it makes it easy for other developers to come in, run your code, edit your code, share code examples of how it gets used, In their projects, they've got a library of stuff built on code. Just check it out. It's a little hard to explain on here. It's one of those things that you go take a look, you play with it a little bit. It's going to make perfect sense, and you'll thank me for turning you on to it. My second pick of the week is James Altucher's new podcast. It's called The James Altucher Show, and it has three episodes so far. If you check out his feed, you'll see there's 11 episodes in it, um, and I'll include the link to the feed in the show notes. That's because he included several shows that he appeared on as a guest or co-hosted before he started his own show. It's kind of a bonus uh, for people who want to check out his podcast. If you end up enjoying his blog and or his book, uh, you're probably going to love the podcast too. I know I do. That's it for this episode of the Pete on Software podcast. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Pete on Software. You can find my blog at PeteOnSoftware.com. And you can find the show notes for this episode by clicking on the podcast tab on my blog, or if you go to the about tab, you can get my email address if you'd prefer to contact me that way. Until next time, thanks for listening.